Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. I'm surprised because you're you're continuing to tell me about people. What, what's the quote that they Tatis needs to earn his way back to the lineup? How does that How does that look? How for does people? that look like running laps and stuff? I mean, he's clearly he's going to return. Yeah, April twentieth, I believe. And my guess is is that when healthy, he's going to look like one of the better players on the planet. Yeah. So how do you not have him in the lineup? He's got to put him in the eight hole. You're going to have him in the lineup. And if he's producing... This isn't high school. This isn't high school and you got caught drinking. Right? You got suspended. Skipped you, practice. Yeah, you, you got suspended. You took your suspension. You lived your suspension. You had to watch your team make a run to the World Series without you, which just sucks. Look, we all know it. He knows he oh, would have made a you difference. You think it hurts us? Of course. You think it hurts us? That kid was, was probably a wreck. We Again, I, I think... And we said it when it first happened because I like I was fairly hard on him when it happened. I was. Um, that being said, though, like you forget the kid, the guy out there signing balls for little kids in the rain. You forget him grabbing fans in na- in uh, National Stadium, pulling them in the dugout when there's gunshots. You forget what a good kid he is. You do. He is a good kid that made a mistake. Was he the first athlete in the world to ever screw up? And this this mistake, in comparison to many of the mistakes that athletes make, is really down on the list. I'm not excusing his behavior. It's not right. But it's not like he got away with it. He got punished. He got punished, and he took his punishment. Right? Like, he took his punishment. He's serving his suspension. He got the surgeries. He's going to be back. Are, are fans worried that he'll come back and it'll be disruptive to a team that had a lot of success to to add him to the mix? It's like, oh, we've been working hard this past year, and now this guy just gets to come right back here and take his spot. Like you said, does it's anybody not, think he's not a hard worker? It's not high school. It's not high school. I guarantee you that professional players will absolutely want him back. It, there's not going to be an issue of. Oh yeah, this guy's back now. After all, all after all we did, 
there's going to be nothing but unmitigated excitement by his teammates to finally get him back and add him to the lineup. That They want to win, there's been and they guys, think that he'll be able to help them win. And there's been guys in the history of the game of baseball where they were not good dudes. Like, they weren't good human beings. You didn't want them on your team. And they got in fights with Albert Bell threw that ball and hit that dude in the chest in the stands. He was always always in fights, and his teammates hated him. That isn't Fernando. He's not an he's not a problem in that sense. Like he's not. He's a good kid, man. He is a good kid that made a bad mistake and has made a few. You know, riding a dirt bike around, getting hurt, not telling anybody. It's it's behavior that my four year old does. Right there, there are things that Bo has done where I'm like. Did you you did that? Why didn't you tell me? Tell me, and you're going to get in less trouble. He's four. He he's going to make a billion more. What am I going to do every time? You got to earn your dinner tonight, bud. No, no, no. You 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 got to earn your dinner. You got to earn your 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 bed in this house. Give me a break, man. Like, what are we doing here? I don't understand. It's over. Like, it's over. Let's see how he plays. He's going to be somewhere in the lineup. He's going to be somewhere on the field. I'm just tired of seeing. Old men rake this guy over the coals. I just, it's it's over. 833-288-0973. We're going to play Take on Woods. Am I a big softy or in something? just like, a couple of minutes. I don't think so. I, I But let's, uh, John wants to chime in on the topic here. Good morning, John. Welcome to Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, John. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, hey Woodsy, I'm one of those old men, but I'm not one piling on the kid. But I think... You know, I think you're relatively new to the town in the big picture. But for some of us, I think the one word that can sum it up is frustration. Sure. And it's fifty—it's 53 years of frustration. I get that. You know, I've been around since day one. In fact, before they were in the National League. And, you know, the ups and downs we've gone through. We've been L.A.'s little whatever and Little brother, yeah, it's fine. To, 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 to finally see some light at the end of the tunnel after, I mean, just think of the last few years. I mean, we've had to sit there and watch two managers that had as much major league experience as, as the three of us, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, how you know, that, that was frustrating as hell. And then to see some light at the end of the tunnel where you've got some real talent, you know, I mean... Yeah, who would want to pitch to those guys in the lineup? And then you got this thing come down. We're like, I get it. You know, you can't help but you can't help but think we got a million dollar talent with a ten cent head. No question you know? about it. There's no question about it. You're absolutely right. You're not. Your opinion is not invalid. Like the frustration. I was when we did. We came in the night he got suspended. I was massively frustrated. I hated the statement. I said it. I don't like the statement. I don't like the involvement of the people around him. I said it. I said it on these airwaves. I was frustrated as hell because nobody was looking forward to his return more than me. You know, I was so excited to get him back, and he really would have helped. But, man, what are we going to do? How long How long is enough? Well, to me, I mean, obviously John and Padres fans, they want that frustration to end. And the way it ends fastest is with Fernando Tatis Jr. back as quickly as possible and producing like he was before. So to me, it's a no-brainer. You know, you put him right back in there and give him that opportunity, and you know, hopefully everything is like it was before, and you just move on from there. I don't think it's going to take very long. I don't either. You know, even the skeptics, once he hits a couple of home runs and makes a couple of diving plays, 
everything is going to be just fine in San Diego. I don't think he's going to be a clubhouse disruption. He's not. He doesn't have a ten cent head. He's got a twenty four year old head. Yeah. You know, and he's probably was a little embarrassed and ashamed of a couple of things he did and kind of like most kids was hoping that no one would find out. You hope you sweep it under the rug By and the you way, hope it goes told, away. He's told the story many times before. Trevor Hoffman injured his Dude, shoulder. Great call. Thrown a football on the beach and hit it from the team and turned himself into a Hall of Fame player yep. because he had to learn a change up because he lost velocity because he hit an injury from his team. Yes. Trevor Hoffman, our beloved. Who now is one of the most beloved people to ever be it associated is, with the franchise. Should should Trevor Hoffman have been diving around the beach playing football in the offseason? The answer is a, a resounding no. Very similar to should you be riding a moped right. in the Dominican Republic. Right. It's it and but no one that's such a brilliant point by my partner here because yeah, I mean but he he adapted, right? He well, goes, we didn't we didn't find out about it sure. at the time. He was a little more successful at hiding it from everybody. But he did the same thing. He, he got hurt. He thought it'd be okay. He thought he could work through it. I'm just not going to tell anyone, and I'm going to see take my chances. And that's what that was Fernando's plan as well. You know what? It's not that bad. It's I'll, a I'll risk. be fine. I'm I'll be young. okay. I'm young. I'm fine. Whoops. I'll, I'll go out and produce. I'm willing to work. I'll come back. I'll work hard. And it burned him yeah. when he came back. It I felt invincible at 23 as oh, yeah. an overweight nobody. 100%. What do you I think can't he feels like? Or any, really any professional athlete at the top of their game. But, I mean, superstar status. 23 years old. The, 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 the most, cachet, the money, the contract. The, you feel invincible. The most important thing is the teammates. That's it. I mean, as long as his teammates are cool with him being back, and like Ben said, I suspect they will be. I'm cool with it. I want like, to see- like us that Friday night. They had some pointed comments, oh, but I think absolutely. that's all already been worked out. First of all, and no I think it's going to continue to get worked. I, I out. I do too, and I just again the the constant raking this kid over the coals. Like, hey, are we going to do this? How long are we going to do this for? Till he hoists a World Series trophy and an MVP and a World Series MVP? Will that will that be enough? And I don't think it has anything to do with how long I've been here, man. I'm I, my best friends have been born and raised here. I know the agony. I feel the agony. I respect the agony. I'm now part of the agony. <laughs> like, I get it. Ben is one of them, you know? Ben is one of them. And it, it, it is frustrating. You're not wrong to be frustrated. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying your feelings are wrong. What I'm saying is it, we gotta, you got to move on at some point. you got to move on and let this kid go be the superstar that he is and that we paid him to be. That's it. We also have to move because we got a game of Take on Woods to play. Let's get to it. It's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Woods. Brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. All right, Woods is gone. Uh, We wrap up iWeek. We got one last category left in the hopper for Brian, our contestant this morning. Hello, Brian. Hi, how you doing? Good. An entire week of songs beginning with the word I is what we've had this week. Uh, Let's see if Woods has figured that out. Uh, You'll get the last opportunity here to qualify this week for our trip to Las Vegas. If you can beat or tie Woods in our five-question musical trivia game, you will be in the hopper for the trip to Vegas, two nights at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino, largest race and sports book in the world, and spa treatments for two at the Serenity Spa, private VIP pod at the sports book, the whole shoot and match. Uh, But you're going to be playing today. 
Usually I give you the choices, but we're down to just the one. It's I Ladies is the last category on the board. We've got five song titles that begin with the word I. They are all by female singers. So, Brian, I hope that works out for you because that's all I got for you today. You all right with that? Yeah, that's great. All right. So, so 60 seconds. If you don't know an answer, pass. We'll come back to it if there's time left on the clock. We'll start with our two-second song. Uh, Polly will play a little music for you. You need to tell me the title and the artist to score the point. We'll go on from there. All right, Brian, you ready to play? Yeah. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. The category, I, ladies. Good luck, Brian. Let's take on Woods. I hate myself for loving you, Joan Jack. Correct. Whitney Houston dominated 1992 with a cover of which song she recorded for the movie The Bodyguard? I Will Always Love You. Correct. Which 1990 hit is the best-selling single for the Australian group Divinals? I Touched Myself. Correct. Tiffany hit number one in 1987 with a cover of what 20-year-old hit song by Tommy James and the Shondells? I think we're alone now. Correct. Which 1971 song of empowerment by Helen Reddy became a feminist anthem? I am woman. Wow. Nicely done, Brian. That is a way to end the week with a five for five. Qualify for Las Vegas. Hang on the line. There's no doubt about that. We'll get your information, put you into the drawing. The only question now is whether it's an outright win or if Woods can get the uh, tie with his own Five for five performance. Go ahead and bang on that window. That was one of the more solid tier one efforts that we've seen so far. So we'll reset the song. We'll reset the questions. Brian has locked in his score. Woodsy doesn't get the category. That's the advantage for the listeners. All right, Woodsy's in in position. 60 seconds back on the clock. We just heard it once. Let's do it again. Let's take on Brian. for loving you crap i'll come back to it whitney houston dominated 1992 with a cover of which song she recorded for the movie the bodyguard i will always love you correct which 1990 hit is the best-selling single for the australian group divinals i touch myself correct tiffany hit number one in 1987 with a cover of what 20 we're alone now. correct which 1971 song of empowerment by helen reddy became a feminist anthem oh what is the name of this song Go back to the 10 seconds. Go back song. to the song. You have the title. I'm blanking on this one. I hate myself for loving you. It's not Joan Jett. It's it's Joan Jett. It, it is, is Joan, Joan Jett. Jett. Uh, which 1971 song of empowerment by Helen Reddy became a feminist anthem? I know this one, man. Crap. Something with an I again? Another hurry. I, I'm hurry. I, 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 I am woman. Hear me roar. I am woman. I am woman. Um, Brian, not bad. He had five. Damn it. So you have gone down on the final day of the week. Oh, five to four. Dad. Oh, no. And it was the wrapping up of the entire week with songs that begin with I. That was I ladies. We had I 80s, I oldies, I 2K. Every song this week began with the word I. It's good. All week long. Good but uh, Brian, with Damn one it. of the, by the way, not just five for five, needed about 30 seconds. Yeah, he absolutely. Went it. 
five absolutely four, went five through that. Five four battle. I don't feel too bad about. I don't mind losing five to four. That's, you know the um, the Joan Jett song, of course, was co opted by Sunday Night Football yeah. uh, for their theme song. That Carrie Underwood. Well, I've been one all day, day for Sunday, Sunday night. night. Yeah, but the original is I hate myself for loving you, and it was in fact Joan, Joan Jett. Jett. And the Blackhearts. But uh, I Am Woman was the difference in the end. <sighs> My wife is ringing the misogyny bell on me because I didn't <laughs> remember that song. Sorry. Thought you would get that one. I was surprised I at did the too. end. I did too. I did too. All right, we'll come back with Don't Do This. Hey, this is going to shock everybody. But he's back. <laughs> he's back. We're going to be talking about Kyrie Irving. Oh, so it's been every day this week. Again. Every day. He's starting to challenge Antonio Brown yeah. for his... Don't do this crown. We really should have been keeping score over the years. <laughs> Who made it the most? But he's up there. He is definitely getting is up there doing, for sure. Man? Come on, dude. That is coming up next. Uh, we'll be back after a check of traffic here. This segment of Ben and Woods brought to you by Senior Grubbies in downtown Carlsbad and Oceanside. Check out their happy hour from 3 to 6. Hashtag eatgrubbies at eatgrubbies.com. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. We're almost halfway through the NFL season. How have your bets been doing? The BetQL app uses proven data and analytics to help you make smarter bets on everything from the NFL to college football, basketball, and the World Series. BetQL looks at every bet from every game, ranks them on a scale of one to five stars, with those five-star bets being your best chances to cash in. Losing money is no fun. Winning is. Get started today. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. All right, I'll get us started on Don't Do This Today. And I think um, maybe we've all been guilty of this one, laughing at laughing at this joke. But Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, is finding himself in a little bit of hot water for his Halloween costume. I missed this over the weekend entirely. Yeah, there's a picture of him. He dressed up as a glory hole, a blind referee. He had the, there was glory hole. No, that had the been. stripes, had the dark glasses, and had the cane. Oh, no. Like the referee who can't see anything. Oh. The first part was the NFL wasn't too happy with him. They let it slide, yes, but you can't. They yeah. don't, you know, don't hey, don't be an owner and an owner <laughs> making it care. seem like our referees are completely incompetent. <laughs> God. But then part two, and I hadn't really thought about this at all, but the uh, National Federation of the Blind Uh-oh. says that hey, oh God. these kind of a, the outfits are harmful. That hey, it perpetuates a stereotype that uh, that blind people are incompetent, and that is not okay. Okay. They pointed yeah. out, hey, the Cowboys have a lot of blind fans yeah. that listen to games. They True. even go to games and, and you know wear headsets and listen to the radio, but be there sure. and experience it. Absolutely. That said, that said, the there you couldn't have a, a blind referee or an umpire, I would imagine. So that there's a little bit of the that's kind of the joke, right? The stereotype being that the referee is unable to see the terrible calls, non-calls, right? You should try to make accommodations, though, if you can. Is that discriminatory? Yeah, exactly. What's that? Call the game in, in Braille or something? How would you do that? I don't know. I'm all ears. I've don't seen know. blind guys play baseball. They have the the. It's great. There's like beeps and yeah, it's you awesome. can listen to it's freaking the cool bit, as hell. Yeah, makes Golf, the sound, yeah, the whole bit. Yeah, it's like, I did a story on a blind golfer who could kick both of our yeah. butts on the course. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. It's uh, Jeremy. Oh, it was so great. Jeremy points now. Yep. So he got. So what happened? Did he get fined or something? He didn't. He didn't get fined, and there it was. even the um, even the National Federation for the Blind was kind of like, yeah, it's okay, but let's just That's use this go- as okay. a teaching a moment. A good teaching that- moment. I I sent a tweet over the break, not the break during the. Playoffs. I said, "Oh, cool, Ray Charles behind the dish," and I had like one guy who was like, "Hey, don't insult Ray Charles," and I was like, well, "I love Ray Charles. I hate this umpire." <laughs> Ray Charles probably could have called a better game. You do have to be careful, though, right? 
these days. Somebody's going to get mad about it. I get, I mean, Adam gets complaint emails about me almost every day. So, I, I mean, I was, as hard as I try to be careful, you're still going to get them. Uh, interesting day again for Kyrie Irving. It's kind of getting ridiculous at this point. We started uh, Don't Do This Yesterday. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's, it's insane. So, started Don't Do This Yesterday. Hey, look, here's a little bit of a mea culpa from Kyrie Irving saying, look, I understand that my... Um, posting of this massively anti-Semitic video has hurt a lot of people. He never did apologize. Ben made the very astute point that, hey, in that entire statement, he never said, I'm sorry, I really do apologize. People he wrongly want, chose his words carefully. Pe- yes, people want apologies, as we've learned by this Fernando Tatis Jr. discourse. They really want that apology. you got to have that apology. Okay, so I, I gave him some credit and said, all right, well, this is a nice first step. He donated some money to the Anti-Defamation League. Well, they said we don't want it. So they kicked back that 500 bucks. Thousand. I'm sorry, $500,000. $500 would have been piss poor. That would have been a piss poor attempt. 500000 So they kicked that back. No thanks. We don't want it. Ooh, okay. Then Adam Silver, the commissioner, comes out with, you know what? I'm very disappointed in Kyrie Irving. He still will not apologize. And I'm like, oh, my God, Ben was right. Then he goes to practice yesterday, and this exchange happens. You have any anti-Semitic beliefs? Again, I'm going to repeat. I don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again. But this it's is not going to turn into a spin-around cycle of questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what people want to hear, though, is yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. What? I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. That doesn't make no sense. I know, um, I know your birthday boy, Taylor, has been making you watch Ghostbusters. I thought a lot you were going to say he's been making anti-Semitic no. jokes. I was here to say he absolutely has no, not. No, there's, there's the scene at the end when they're at the not. top of the roof. Uncate- and I categorically deny Gozar asks, are you, asks Ray, Taylor, are you, are you a, anti-Semitic? Are you, no. Are you a god? And Winston says, Ray, when someone asks if you're a god, you say, <laughs> say yes. No. Okay, no. Oh, yeah, you say yes. You say yes. In this case, Kyrie. When someone asks you, are you, you anti-Semitic? Just say no. Nope. And that No, I'm not. Thank away. you for the question. I could clear that up. The answer is no. Do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs? No. No. Sure don't. No, yes or no on that question. Sure don't. We're, he, the guy says, I'm going to give you the answer to the test. <laughs> We're literally looking for a yes or no answer. All right? A, yes. yes. B, no. One door. Hey, I can't be. One door. I know where I come from, man. One one door ends your NBA career. One door. The other one gets you right back, and you're fine, and you can keep playing basketball. Yes or no? Nope. Kyrie went with door number three. I cannot be anti-Semitic. So then. I know where I come from. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. So he gets suspended for at least five games is the suspension I saw. Then he put out a thing on Instagram. Well, the statement from the Nets, I State, think, is important. Statement, read that one, Paulie. Uh, the, the Nets put out a statement that says, Over the last several days, we have made repeated attempts to work with Kyrie Irving to help him understand the harm and danger of his words and actions, which began with him publicizing a film containing deeply disturbing anti-Semitic hate. 
We believed that taking the path of education in this challenging situation would be the right one and thought that we had made progress with our joint commitment to eradicating hate and intolerance. We were dismayed today when given an opportunity in a media session that Kyrie refused to unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs nor acknowledge specific hateful material in the film. This was not the first time he had the opportunity but failed to clarify uh, we have decided that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures that address the harmful impact wow. of his conduct. And the suspension period served is no less than five games. The objective remedial measures is what jumps out at me. Like, hey, buddy, we're asking you for the bare minimum here. The bare minimum. We are of the view that he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. That's yeah. about that's about, that's about as, as gnarly of a statement a team has ever issued about their own player ever. Yeah, ever an active current like it's that's really. I gnarly. mean, even when they release the player, they they usually don't say anything at that point. It's just we've decided to go separate ways. Yeah. To actually put out a statement saying that he is unfit to represent the Nets. Well, that and the fact that we've been sitting in a conference room with him. Trying to For get days. this through his head that this is not okay. For days. And he still won't. So He's then he, he put out a statement on Instagram. To all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected by, from my post, I'm deeply sorry to have caused you pain. I apologize. I initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful marks made in the documentary. I want to clarify any confusion on where I stand. Um... I had no intentions to disrespect any Jewish cultural history regarding the Holocaust or perpetuate any hate. So he says, I'm learning from this unfortunate event and hope we can find understanding between us. It's interesting how the written statements are all okay, but then when he once again they put him in front of cameras, he he says the wrong thing. Makes me feel like he's not the one actually writing the written statements. It's tough, man. And they're just getting put out for him. It's just... it's just sad. Right, you know what it is? It's just sad. At the end of the day, it's just sad. It's just a. It's a. That's a troubled. That's a troubled mind right there. You I know. Think he's I, let's hold off on do do this because I, I thought some pretty exciting news potentially about a soccer MLS team coming to oh, San yeah. Diego that came out yesterday. Well, but Craig would be a perfect person uh, to talk a little soccer with, You're and he's going to join man. us next anyway. So uh, we'll kind of continue with don't do this, do do this, and. Move right into Craig Elston coming up next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Never miss a moment from 97.3 The Fan again with the free Odyssey app. You can download podcasts from your favorite talk shows. Listen whenever, wherever works best for you. If you listen uh, Fridays at 7.30, you're always going to get a good dose of Craig Elston. Friends standing by. We'll get to Craig right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Now let's go out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And I, I saved our, our do-do this story because I wanted to get Craig Elston's mega thoughts on uh, the word out of MLS Commissioner Don Garber yesterday. They're getting ready for their MLS Cup championship game. Said a lot of things about San Diego being as close as they've ever been to getting an MLS expansion team. Uh, that uh, he likes a lot of things he's seeing out of San Diego and that there should be news sometime in the first half of 2023. Now, there's a, I know... Craig's been following the loyal and and there's that one side of it. There's also another group that's trying to bring in like a a whole separate MLS team, but certainly feels like soccer in in general, Craig, has been gaining a ton of momentum here in San Diego just over the last two to three years. Yeah, morning Ben, morning Woods. Hey, buddy. Uh, no no question about it, but I think even beyond uh, what Loyal have been able to do, showing that they could regularly get, you know, five, six thousand uh, to support USL championship and, and develop a, a strong supporter culture and fan base. It's what San Diego Wave has done this year that has really attracted the eye of MLS. I think it's the combination of Snapdragon Stadium opening and the Wave putting 32,000 in it for a regular season game and 26,000 for a playoff game. Uh, and you can't help and look at that and go, okay, we've always heard San Diego support soccer. We know they do, but now here's tangible proof. Here's a pro team in a U.S. league that's drawing these numbers. If NWSL can do that, MLS can do that. And I do believe that to be true. If MLS comes to San Diego and it's done right uh, and it's it's done with care and it's not shady and, and it, you know everything's on the up and up, I think you are going to see a fan base come together extremely quickly. I do think there are plenty of people who are still waiting for first tier professional outdoor soccer to come to San Diego. And that's what MLS is in the United States. Now, Craig, the interesting thing to me, and I've seen some, I've seen some comments. I've seen maybe even a little bit of, 
of nervous energy about it because, like you said, what the Loyal have done is so huge. And it would be wild to me that a new team comes in and it's a new coach and a new a new thing. And would the Loyal stay, in fact, or would that be – would they be absorbed? Like, what are the options here? It's an extremely difficult position for the Loyal to be in. Let's just even start before all these rumors came out that – they're probably done playing at Torero Stadium uh, as USD's raised their rates and, and SDSU has kind of lowered theirs at Snapdragon Stadium. So already you were looking at a challenge of, well, OK, we've done really well with like a 6,000 seat stadium. What about when you multiply that by over five? You know, uh, will we have the wherewithal, the, the capital to to fill this park now put in MLS? If MLS comes to San Diego and the loyal franchise doesn't find some way to merge in, which there's no reason that they would be able to. There, there's there's no reason to think that that would happen. You know, when when Mall, Walmart comes to town, they don't go like, "Hey, really cool three year corner store there. Let's see if we can uh, adopt some of your come on <laughs> in your branding and name. <laughs> we'll build around you." <laughs> yeah, no, they just go goodbye, smash. Um, and I do think that's what would happen if MLS comes here. I, I think the USL championship side is going to be really between a rock and a hard place in terms of, yeah, we have a loyal fan base. I have spoken to even last night, some loyal fans who are kind of like, I don't really know if I want MLS to come because I'm happy for this franchise and I don't want to see, you know, this franchise kind of disappear or, or be put in an incredibly difficult position. But if MLS comes, they'll be in an incredibly difficult position period craig i want to um i want to go back to something you said in your answer when you said if done right it's going to be successful isn't that ultimately the history of all of san diego pro sports we've never had a team that when they do it right hasn't been immensely successful with fans in san diego look at the padres right now doing it right when it comes to venue when it comes to the team on the field it's huge. When the Chargers had the brief period when they seemed to be doing things right, when they had like LT, absolutely sold out, jam-packed every single time. Aztecs basketball was as as moribund and depressing as any program in America 25 years ago. They would draw 800 people at Peterson Gym when they weren't doing it right. And then they started doing it right with Steve Fisher, and they started selling out games for seasons in advance. That San Diego has always supported franchises like the Soccers or the Gulls that do things right. And they don't yeah. support franchises that don't do things right, like the Clippers. And when the Chargers stopped doing things right and you know started talking about moving to Los Angeles, it's, it's black and white when it comes to what it works here and doesn't work here. I agree. And I think there has to be an authenticity. And I think there has to be uh, a level of connection to the community uh especially on the soccer side ben i think there's always the question of where's the money coming from you know in this case i heard rumors it's an egyptian billionaire well who is that you know uh, who is that what where's the money coming from how how does how is this put together you know uh then you have to see a franchise's morals and the way they do things because i know some people had that you know comment about wave and, and 
and their ownership. And then you saw the way that the, that the franchise did things and they did things the right way and they dove into the community as hard as they possibly could. So, no, I, I mean, you're a hundred percent right. It's one of the things that San Diego gets unfairly maligned uh, for as a fan base, because for so long, the Padres and chargers were our standard bearers and they didn't live up to any standards. And it was up to teams like the soccer's or, or the goals to do things the right way. Now soccer is showing you know, we we have new heroes uh, in the stadium, so to speak. We have new people in the marketplace uh, that you can start to build a history and a tradition around. It will be, I think, one of the most fascinating sports stories of the next four or five months. I really do. I think, um, I think this, this, and I don't even want to use the word drama, Craig. Just the the logistics of all of it is going to be wildly, wildly fascinating, entertaining, probably heartbreaking for a lot of people, like you said. Um, I mean, that's brass tack stuff you just laid down there that, you know, the the Walmart comparison and the corner store, that really hits home, you know, and and a lot of people pour their heart and soul into the loyal and 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 all that. So that it's going to be wild to see how it transpires. The the other city, are, are we, am I to understand that it's it, it's not San Diego or Vegas, right? It's... Maybe potentially both. One none. one might have to wait longer than the other. It's kind of who's first and who might be second. Right. And both have a venue, right? You've got Alliance Stadium. You, you've got Snapdragon Stadium. So uh, it's a matter of ownership groups, money coming together, who cuts the check first. Uh, it sounds in every single way like San Diego is trying to jump the line here. Um, and, and the one last thing I would say, guys, is I'm just – trying to be cautiously optimistic about this in terms of do i want mls in san diego absolutely right (laughs) absolutely and if that comes together then you you know what i'm also going to tip my cap to san diego state and say you guys said go with our plan and you'll still get mls and here it is our plan came together you have mls everyone's happy everybody wins you know what you were right. You were right. We we did it your way, uh, and and it worked out fine. If that happens, all the power in the world uh, to Diego State. But I just, who are these people? Who are the investors? Is there anyone San Diego involved? Is this going to come flying in and drop in, and it's a microwave thing? Um, that's not how soccer culture is built. Soccer culture is built street by street, corner by corner. So I'm really curious. I'm. I'm interested to see what happens, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold a little bit of cautious uh, in my optimism. I've already said by mea culpa's to San Diego State. I did not think they'd be able to get this done, pull off Snapdragon Stadium the way they did. People are throwing a five year old tweet in my face this morning about <laughs> they are? Soccer City versus San Diego State. I was absolutely wrong. I did not think that San Diego State would pull off what they did with Snapdragon Stadium. It has been very impressive. Now. I did notice that they had to reduce their ticket prices for football games because they haven't been able to sell the thing out. They, I mean, it's incredibly expensive for college football what they've done to try to pay for that stadium. I totally understand why they're doing it, and I'm glad they're pivoting here to you know, maybe make it a little more affordable and get you know a few more fans in for these last three home games. I get why if you paid the big bucks beforehand, it might be a little... But I saw most of the fans going, I, I got it. You know, I understand. If they were undefeated right now, 
you wouldn't have to lower ticket prices. But they're not. They're not having the best of seasons. So we all hate that though when we sign up for something and we pay X. Yeah, and then and then three months later it's X minus fifty, and you're like, hey, yeah. what about me? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I know. I get it. It happens to me all the time. So I I'm able to deal. Craig, why don't we get to some crossing streams recommendations? And we've been shortchanging you, I think. On so we I, have I, now. But- I've got you. Got like a full four minutes this time. Oh yeah, he's on fire. Hey, all right, okay. Well, I'll try and I'll try and double dip then because I've got two uh, to talk about. The first one should be easy to get out of the way, but The Mole was resurrected on Netflix. Um, And if anyone remembers all the way back, Ben, it was two. I watched the original, yeah. Yeah, Anderson Cooper on ABC, right? And uh, Who is the Mole? And a reality competition show in which you have 10 people working to uh, complete missions in order to put uh, prize money in a pot. Uh, all the while, one of the 10 people is not a contestant. Uh, they are there hired by production to secretly undermine uh, the mission and cost the team money. Uh, and throughout the course of the game, uh, week by week, uh, the contestants are asked to do a quiz, essentially, to figure out who they think is the mole. And the person who's the most wrong gets eliminated uh, each time until you get down to three people. Uh They've, they resurrected it on Netflix. Alex Wagner is in the Anderson Cooper role. Uh, and I almost never binge a show. And I binged this show last weekend, guys. Like I started it Friday and I finished it Sunday. <laughs> you know, uh, And it, it's been out for a couple of weeks. So avoid spoilers uh, if you're internet searching uh, about the mole on Netflix. Not a perfect show, but a very fun reality competition show that I think has room to continue to grow as it has this new home and platform. So if you're a fan of that kind of thing, a little bit brainy with the reality competition side, uh, the mole is on Netflix. Check it out. The other show that I wanted to mention, and we talked about it a couple of years ago, briefly uh, when season one came out is Avenue five on HBO. And this is the Armando Iannucci uh, show. Iannucci was the guy who did Veep and If you liked Veep, if you were ever a fan of Veep and that style of comedy involving a group of people who are in a high stress situation, none of them are very good at their job at all. And they all to some level hate each other and have the best ability to zing each other, you know, with zingers and quips, uh, you are you are going to love Avenue five. It's the same thing. Just throw it in a, a made up spaceship. That's basically Gilligan's Island uh, redone in space. You know, a, a luxury cruise that was supposed to go out on a three week tour and instead is, is out there for years because they were thrown off course. Cause everyone's incompetent. All the people who were supposed to be the, the crew on the ship are actors. Uh, and when things go wrong, there's no one to fix uh, anything. I'm telling you, the first couple, three episodes of season one, which was the first time we talked about it on the air, I I was like, is this show a little too mean? What is it? Because you have to get to know the characters on a show like Avenue 5 for it to be as funny when all the zingers and the one-liners are coming out. The show got progressively stronger in season one. I really did enjoy it. And season two has been like hot fire. Michael Shore, the, the great showrunner of Parks and Rec, famously said, like, any great comedy write the first 10 episodes and then like throw them out (laughs) because it takes 10 episodes to kind of suss out the characters and get everything set. That's where Avenue five is now. It's the show I laugh out loud at the most so far this year. And I can't wait to watch another one. Craig, four episodes now loose. Did you watch white Lotus? 
Oh, of course. Oh, my God. Of course. Oh, my God. I'm trying to convince Ben to watch it at work, season one. You don't need to watch season one at all, really. I mean, there's one little part that you'd need to know. But other than that. Yeah, one character. Yeah, one character you'd need to know. But see, it's not like season one sucks. Season one is beyond incredible and such an easy watch and so clever. Season two, I've watched it three times. I love it. I think it's fantastic. (laughs) I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Mike White's show. I mean, we mentioned it last week, too. Yeah, I absolutely watched the first uh, first episode of season two, and we'll be covering it pretty regularly on Crossing Streams. Uh, the, the new episode, which is coming out this morning uh, of Crossing Streams, features Andor, which I also think is one of the best shows on TV. My gosh, I recommended it a few weeks ago. Uh, we talked some Andor. We talked some She-Hulk with uh, my talk nerdy to me correspondent, Ken Garten, on Crossing Streams. So look for that. And then next week, we're going to get into White Lotus again. Craig, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Good talking to you. We'll chat with you next week. You bet. Take care, boys. Have a great weekend. Craig Elston on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Did you really, like, triple binge? Did you say you watched it three times? I've watched it thrice. Thrice. Yeah. Wow. It's that good. It's that good. It's got Sidney Sweeney in it, right? Does it? I think so. I need to start that. It's got Aubrey Plaza. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 